Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues Session 1 of the five-part Living the Dream series. This series was taught at the Victory Worship Center in Harrogate, Tennessee. On the last broadcast... Brother Rick introduced us to the entire series, where he will be discussing four Bible characters and how each one was tested. After reading his text, found in Genesis chapter 37, verse 5, and verses 18 through 20, he opens in prayer and then tells the story of his ministry transition. Then he taught us two of four things we need to understand about dreams. On this broadcast, he'll bring us the other two, and then bring us three reasons to hold on to our dreams. He'll conclude today's session by telling us four or five ways that we can know dreams are from God. And now, here's Brother Rick. Now let me tell you something about dreams. Dreams are greater than vision. Your dream is greater than your vision. And your destiny will be greater than your dream. Dreams are greater than your vision. And your destiny will be greater than your dream. Why? Because God's bigger than your dream. And when he brings you to where he brings you, it'll be like he said about Israel. It'll be as though you dreamed a dream. <laughs> See, when God gets us to where he's taking us, how many of you know we ain't going to believe it when we get there? It's going to be better than what you ever thought. And when you start out, I just want you to understand these things. Number one, vision is what gets you started. Until you got a vision, you don't do anything. How many of you know without a vision, people perish? And we have to have a vision to get going. You've got to see something greater than what you presently are living. And so your vision is what starts you. But your dream is what sustains you. See, there's going to be a time when vision gets blurry, isn't it? But you've got a preferred picture inside. you got a dream of what God's calling you to. You remember what it was like when he showed it to you. And even though you may not be walking it out, it's still walking in you. And that dream is what sustains you. But that destiny will satisfy you. See, when you get to where he's taking you, you're going to be satisfied. Every time you walk by faith, how many of you know there's a risk of being a hero or a zero? Everybody thinks you're stupid when you get started. <laughs> Years to come, everybody tries to take credit for you moving out. How many knows that's the truth? When God blesses you, they all, yeah, Lord, honey. They start telling how they were the ones that talked you into it when your faith was waning away. How many of you know liar, liar, pants on fire? They try to talk you out of it. Everybody jumps on the bandwagon when it goes rolling. But what you got to understand is God gives you vision to get you started. Then he gives you dreams to keep you there. And then he brings you into a destiny. So your dreams are greater than your vision. And your destiny will be even greater yet than your dream. So our dreams, listen to this, is our vision and our plan laced together with hope. It's your vision. And it's your plan laced together with hope. Don't let people steal your hope. How many of you know too many preachers are living with just a vision 
that was nothing more than a reduced dream that's lost his hope. They can still quote to you the words of their vision, but the problem is there's no hope in the tone of their voice. Are you hearing me? They feel hopeless. They've got all the plans. They've got all the vision laid out, but there's no hope. How many of you know Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts I have towards you, saith the Lord. They're thoughts of good and not evil to give you hope and an expected end. God wants us to be hopeful. He wants us to be people of hope and vision. He wants us to be dreamers. And so the dream has to be sustaining. Now, let me tell you something. We need to learn to hold on to our dream. Why? Because number one, it comes from God. How many of you know God will give you dreams? I tell you what, the older I get, the more that scripture comes about. Old men, a dream, dreams. I know why. Because they take a lot more naps. A lot more opportunity. If he's talking to us, most of the time, it's going to have to be a dream. Amen? And if you're like me, if I sit down five minutes, I'm gone. And what he does is he gives us a dream. God is a dream giver. He's a dream giver. Aren't you glad he doesn't mind us dreaming? He doesn't mind us dreaming. Here's the second thing you got to understand. Men are dream stealers. Be careful who you tell you dream to. Be careful who you tell you dream to. God will give me a dream, and a lot of times I'll just ponder it in my heart. Why? Because I ain't ready to give it away to the first naysayer come by. Amen. Be careful who you give your dream to. Because men are dream stillers. But there's one even greater. We got Satan, too, that's a dream killer. How many of you know the Bible said the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy? But Jesus said, I've come. I've come to give you life to the fullest. I've come to make your dreams come to pass. I've come to restore to you what the canker worm has eaten and what the locust has devoured. I've come so that you can walk out what I put in you. I've come to make your dreams come true. See, how can you know a God-given dream? See, so many times I tell people there's different sources to, to dreams. There's the natural world. How many of you know we're natural creatures and we dream some stuff? How many of you dream some crazy stuff you wouldn't tell nobody? And you know, there's godly dreams. God is a source of dreams. And then there's Pizza Hut. How many of you know it can give you a dream or two? But anyway, how many of you know God wants to give you a divinely inspired picture of your future? How do we know what a God dream looks like? Well, let me give you some things I think that'll help us as we begin this series this week. Number one, dreams come by grace and never by merit. If you ever think you earn a dream from God, I've got a Chinese word for you. Fooey. How many knows you didn't earn anything from God? You never have earned anything from God. Everything God ever gave you was grace. I want to say that again. Everything God ever gave you was grace. You didn't earn anything. And I get so amazed because people tell me, Brother Rick, I'm unworthy. Join the club. We're all unworthy. I've quit propping people up at the altar. Have you ever heard people prop them up? You know, people come to the altar and say, I'm unworthy. And there's somebody down there trying to prop them. No, you're worthy, baby. You're worthy. I always walk by and say, you ain't joking. And by the way, have you noticed you're helpless too? See, here's the thing we need to understand. Grace wants to render you hopeless and helpless before it'll ever bring you out. 
And as long as you think you deserve something, you're not a candidate for grace. And the way you know it's a God dream is you didn't do nothing to get it. In fact, it amazes me, God seems to choose the least qualified to give them the biggest dream. You know, it's hard to get God to say, wow. It's really hard to get him to say to the angels, come over here and look at this, and I've never seen anything like it. Are you trying to impress God? Two words for that. What are they? Stupid. Don't try to impress God. God is hard to impress. You've not lived a life that's made him say, wow. He's give you what he's given you because he's a loving God. Not because you're lovable. Not because you're worthy. But because he's faithful. What did Joseph do to deserve the dream? Nothing. He wasn't the oldest. How many of you know the oldest is supposed to get stuff? And then the baby, hallelujah. I'm the baby of my family. You know, they're supposed to get the rest of it. Give it to the oldest part of it, then give it to the baby. The rest of it, he wasn't either one. What qualified him to be the dreamer? He's been in heaven for years. He probably still don't know. Because there wasn't anything that qualified him to be a dreamer. Do you understand that? God-given dreams are not given to you because you are worthy. God gives them to you because he's loving. My goodness. That's how you tell a God-given dream. You didn't do a thing to deserve it. Number two, they always bring blessing to other people. God's always working on more fronts than one. God's always include more people in your life than you ever dreamed. You thought it was all about you, didn't you? Uh, God's working so many angles. He's touching so many lives. How many of you know he's always up to something? Every now and then I stumble across what he's doing. I feel like I found a gold mine. Just when I find out what he's doing, because most of the time I'm clueless. I'm going to cue y'all when I need an amen. amen. I said most of the time I'm clueless. I don't even know what he's up to. But I tell you what he's doing. He's touching more lives than mine. And he'll use the dream he's given me to touch more lives than mine. See, Joseph thought it was all about him. He went and told his brother, said, I saw y'all guys bowing down. It was all about me. I was all that in a bag of chips. He said, no, we're not going to be bowing down to you. How many of you know it wasn't about Joseph? It was about a salvation of a nation. Oh, listen, Abraham wanted a kid, and God wanted to give him a nation. The dream is more than about you, friend. That's how you know it's a God dream. It'll involve all kinds of people. Things you never imagined. God always exceeds your limitations. It's about other people. It'll involve other people. Genesis 50, 20. Joseph finally comes to that. He said, you thought to do evil against me, but God. Everybody say, but God. Well, let's just leave it right there. But God. But God meant it for good. To bring to pass this day the salvation of many. Here's another thing. God's dreams remain and grow over time. They just get bigger. <laughs> God just, how many of you know that if God just showed you everything he's going to do in the next five years, it scared the life out of you? Sometimes I pray he don't show me nothing else because I've had all I can handle sometimes. Some people say, well, don't you wish you knew what was going to happen in 10 years? No, I'm kind of scared of what happened yesterday. I don't need to know much more. <laughs> it blow my transformers. 
See, what you got to understand is God dreams, they remain. And not only do they remain, they grow. Thirteen years passed. Genesis 42, 9, Joseph said he remembered the dream which he had dreamed of them. Thirteen years had passed. His whole life had changed to the point his brothers couldn't even recognize him. But one thing never changed. The dream yet remained. See, when God puts something in your heart, you can't forget it. That's how I know that dreams are not from Pizza Hut, when I can't forget the thing. Weeks passed, and I can tell you in detail the dream of what God spoke to my heart. See, that's amazing, because I can't remember to bring home a loaf of bread. So if I can remember something for a month, that's God. And these God-given dreams don't only remain, they grow and God keeps adding parts to the dream. How many of you had that experience? God will bring pieces like pieces of the puzzle. And he'll build a dream. After a while, you're hollering, time out, time out, just so I can catch up. This is God's dreams. They involve other people. They come by his grace and not by merit. They remain and grow over time. Here's the fourth thing you need to understand. They will ultimately open the door for God's manifested glory. See, the dream ain't about you at all. It's so that God might be known as the God of Israel. <laughs> that the Egyptians may know that there is a God in Israel. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.